Well, very good Sunday morning to you. I'm Melissa Moore. It is Mile High Magazine. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. And excited to talk today with Janine Klippel. She's the Director of Development and Public Relations for Gateway Domestic Violence Services. Good morning. Good morning. Well, it's great to have you here during the month of October. October, a very important month. Tell me why. Because October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and it's a good opportunity for us to get the word out to anybody that might be suffering from this crime and just to recognize all the people in the past that may have lost their life due to domestic violence. Well, let's talk a little bit and put some kind of groundwork out there. Explain to folks what domestic violence is. We hear the term all the time, but what does that really look like? That's a great question. Domestic violence is called intimate partner violence. So it is sometimes when there's a violence happening, whether it's physical, psychological, emotional, whatever it is happening between two intimate partners, Mm -hmm. current or former Because we know that many times if a victim is trying to leave, that is actually the most dangerous time for them. And then stalking can happen. So we know that that's probably um, going to happen when that happens. And then we are definitely, that is past intimate partner violence, but it is domestic violence still. And I know violence can be physical in nature, but you brought up emotional as well. And let's talk about that. I always feel like that's kind of the silent one that maybe not a lot of people understand what that even looks like. What does that entail in an intimate relationship? That's a great question, too, because people do think it is a black eye. It, that And that is actually, for a victim, the most easy thing for them to recognize. Mm-hmm. I have a black eye. Yes, that's violence. This is wrong. But when it's emotional and psychological abuse, it's much harder to put your finger on. It's much harder for somebody that cares about you to recognize and say, hey, they can look at your black eye and say, what happened? That's right. not right. right. But they can't look into your soul and see that that's been hurt and beaten down as well. So that can be anything from threats of uh, violence to yourself, to another loved one. It could be to your family pet, to your children. Anything that they know is your currency, as you might say, Mm -hmm. that they can threaten, they will do that. It can be manipulation. It can be trying to make you feel like you're crazy. Isn't that the gaslighting term that we hear all the time? Yeah, absolutely. And that's a big red flag for people. That's a huge red flag. And the thing with domestic violence that I want understood is that it's an insidious crime. It doesn't just happen in your face where people understand it. It And it doesn't happen on the first few dates, if only. You know, if only they punched you on the second date, you'd be like, I'm gone. But it, it happens slowly and insidiously, and you don't even realize that you got there. And you're thinking, how could this happen to me? has a lot of shame involved. Mm-hmm. And it people really, in order to survive it, I think, emotionally, you have to live in some sort of denial. Right. And you have to minimize it and because uh, it hurts to put it to put it out there to say, yeah, somebody who's supposed to love me is choosing to do this to me. Some of my girlfriends who've been through it and unfortunately have got a handful. What they have said is that I didn't realize that's what it was. I didn't realize the psychological and the emotional abuse I was going through was domestic violence. I had no idea. And it was just little things at first. And it just kind of built to where that became the norm. 
That's exactly what I'm saying. It's very insidious, and that is why it's so important that we get the word out. And I wish every month could be Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Sure. But it, it is so true that sometimes people just don't recognize it. And that's what's so sad because there is a place they can go, they can reach out for help, and they can they don't have to necessarily come to a shelter. They mm-hmm. can just do non-residential counseling where they're talking about their situation and learning that this isn't right, and they can learn how to... Um, empower themselves and the ways to stay safe, get a safety plan in place, because before you know it, it can turn into very serious physical violence. If you're in a in a situation where you're going through the psychological and the emotional abuse, does it always turn physical or is it sometimes limited to that? Sometimes it can stay limited to that. You know, typically they say that uh, it will intensify over time. So it will start with small emotional things that are, like I said, threats or whatever. And then slowly but surely it can move into maybe a shove or um, can go all the way, escalate all the way to having weapons pulled on you. Mm -hmm. But it can just stay, and I don't want to say just because I'm not minimizing it, but it can just stay as emotional, psychological abuse. Sometimes abusers get really good at that, and they know that, well, if I start hitting them, then that's going to be a crime the police can see. I could get arrested. But if I can find a way to control them with just threats and just things I tell them, then how can they prove anything? I'll never go to jail. And there it is, that word, control. Control. Domestic violence is all about power and control. And if you are in that kind of situation, a lot of times women are taught to be nurturers. And that's not to say men can't be abused, because absolutely men can be abused, and we know that. However, the majority of reported cases, like 96% Mm -hmm. are women reporting that they are the victims of abuse. Right. So I just say women. But if they, you know, if we can get this information to women so they know that, Anything is wrong. It doesn't have to be um, anytime somebody tries to take away your power, take away any access you have to controlling your life, isolating you, taking away access to your money, telling you how to raise the children, anything like that. That's not a healthy relationship. And that's part of what we do at Gateway is we help people understand what is a healthy relationship because unfortunately we're not born knowing that and a lot of schools don't teach it. I think it should be in that mandatory curriculum because especially if you didn't grow up in a healthy household how are you ever supposed to know what that looks like? Exactly you'll probably use that more than algebra. Right (laughs) absolutely so let's talk about your organization Gateway Domestic Violence Services. Um, What kind of services do you provide? You talked about the fact that you can do counseling and not have to be at a center for that. So let's talk about the different services you offer. Okay, so first and foremost, we have a 24-7 crisis line that we want anybody to call anytime, day or night. They can contact us. That's the bridge into all of our other programs. We have an emergency shelter, which is what people think of when you think of domestic violence, a shelter where Mm -hmm. people come, sometimes with just the clothes on their back, no shoes. That happens, and that we do have that shelter, an emergency shelter. We also have an extended stay shelter that offers an additional 90 to 120 days because housing can be the biggest obstacle for somebody to get out of a domestic violence situation. And that might be why somebody has to return home to the abuser because they don't want their children to be homeless. Right. So if we can offer them an extra amount of time to find a place to stay, then that's what we want to do. And so that's the leg up we give in the extended stay program. We also have, as I said, the non-residential counseling, which is group counseling, individual counseling, both if that's what the person 
person wants for adults and for children. So it's very important that we can work with anybody. We also have a court advocacy program because, as I mentioned before, domestic violence is a crime. And when the police are called to a home and if there is probable cause, they will arrest the offender. And then the victim is subpoenaed to be in court the next business day. Well, they don't go and see somebody that works for the court system. They come and see Gateway. And then we can help them through the process. And we can talk to the judge on their behalf, to the city attorney on their behalf. We can just find out what it is they want to accomplish. And then we go from there in that program. Then we also have our um, community education program, uh, going out into the community, talking about domestic violence to different groups, educating in schools, anywhere that will have us. And um, we just really always want to just get the word out Mm -hmm. through that program. For somebody who obviously, you know, there's fear, there is shame, there's so many different emotions going on, but somebody who's identifying with this and says, my gosh, that is me. This is my life. And I know you talked about the 24-7 crisis line. Is that the first place they start? I would start there. Yes, absolutely. That's a good way for them to just find out what is available, get some sort of confirmation that what they're experiencing is abuse, and letting them know that there's somebody that cares, that they can reach out, we're there, and they don't have to do anything. They don't have to give us their name. They don't have to make a move that day. Mm -hmm. They can just call in get some information, and wait till they're ready because we know that anybody is the expert on their own life. We're not here to tell them what to do. We don't want to make them have to make a decision before they're ready. It's up to them. So we would urge them to please note that they're not alone and reach out to our 24-7 crisis line. We're there on holidays in the middle of the night. We're there. We care. And we just hope you'll call. And it's confidential. It's absolutely confidential. I think that's an important piece to get out there, too. It is. So don't worry. You don't, like I said, you don't have to give your name initially. You don't have to tell us anything you're uncomfortable telling us. And when you come to our services, it's confidential. We will not share your file with anybody at all without your consent. And that is a huge thing to remember. Uh, Let's give out that phone number. Absolutely. It is 303-343-1855. Five one again. That's three zero three three four three one eight five one. And once again, that is the Gateway Domestic Violence Services Crisis Hotline, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, absolutely confidential. And I think one of the things that you just said that is so important is maybe you're wondering, hey, this is happening to me. Does this fall under that umbrella? Is this healthy? And your people can tell you that. We can. And, you know, most importantly, though, you're telling yourself that. If you're having a question, that means something isn't sitting right with you. It's not how you feel you should be treated. And you're never wrong. Your gut is right. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't feel right, it probably isn't right. But please call and we can talk it through with you so that you can really determine where you feel you're at. And sometimes people just need that confirmation of, I'm not crazy, especially if you've been gaslighted for a long time. Absolutely. Yeah, you never know. And and when it's happened for years and years and years, it's hard to see the forest for the trees. Sure. And so we're there to help. We're there to help you try to figure out your situation, give you all of your options, all of the resources that are available, and then you get to make the choice of what you want to do. We'll just help you reach it. I think one of the things that I have learned uh, talking with different people is, yes, there's the fear, there's the shame of how how did I get here? But then there's also just kind of like, oh my gosh, here I am. Now what do I do? And people judge and say, well, why would you stay in that kind of a relationship? Why, why do people stay? That's a great question. You know, they stay for a lot of different reasons. One of the biggest reasons is fear. 
they're afraid. And when you're afraid and you're being threatened, it's really hard to plan a great escape. Another reason is, is that a woman is at a 75% greater risk of being killed once she has left. So we have to tell them that truth on that. We can't say, oh, no, you can leave and you'll be safe. We don't know if you will. That's terrifying it's, to hear. It's very terrifying. 75%. Yes, because at that point, they've lost, the abuser has lost their power and control. And so they will many times stop at nothing to get their victim back. And so they're in quite a bit of danger. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they stay because they know the children don't want to have to change schools in the middle of the school year. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they stay because they're afraid that their pet will be abused, which we do actually allow pets to come to our shelter. Oh, that's good to know. We are the only one in the metro area that does that because we know that that can be a big obstacle for leaving as well. Absolutely. But sometimes it's religion, it's money issues, it's family issues. It can be so many different reasons for everything everybody. But the truth is, is that why does she stay is the absolute wrong question. Mm-hmm. We should be saying, why do they hit or threaten to resolve conflict? Right. What is he threatening her with to make her stay? And that's the question. You know, we, we're just victim blaming when we say it the other way. Absolutely. She's not committing a crime by staying. He's committing a crime by abusing. Thank you for saying that. I think that is a really powerful message to get out there and one that we need to hear. Absolutely. Once again, we're talking with Janine Klippel, the Director of Development and Public Relations with Gateway Domestic Violence Services. For people who just hear your message and have a heart for helping, how can we help? That's a wonderful thing you asked. Thank you. We have so many opportunities for people to help. We are going to actually be having a volunteer training next month, bringing in a bunch of new volunteers. We can use volunteers for everything from picking up donations, answering the crisis line, going out in the community and educating people. Whatever your gift is or or something you want to learn, please reach out. We can help you achieve those goals and we could use you. We also can use people to donate. We, We function off of public Um, and um, private donations. So grants, but also the public people in the world that just want to help and every dime added up makes a big difference. So uh, you can reach out and donate to us, donate goods. We're coming up to the holidays and we want to make sure all of our families have a good holiday. So we always collect gift cards for, to make sure that the parent can go out and get exactly what they want Mm -hmm. for their child and they can keep their dignity being able to still shop for their child for the holidays. So please reach out, just spread the word. If nothing else, take some of the information that we talked about today and tell somebody, believe people when they reach out to you and say they think they're being abused. Don't, don't judge them. Uh, For people that do want to donate that want to volunteer, where should they go to get started? Go to our website, which is gatewayshelter.org lot of information on there and it should be a lot of help for people out there well we're wrapping up here thank you for all that you're doing thank you for this great information janine Klippel, director of development and public relations for gateway domestic violence services thank you for coming in this morning thank you for having me melissa and once again that crisis hotline that's open 24 hours seven days a week 303-343-1851 i'm melissa moore thank you for spending your sunday morning with me it is mile high magazine go and have a great day